You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Nikki, JP, and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then the Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Kind of an emotional day, right? Had a chance to watch the final resting place for Mr. George Floyd. Emotional. Emotional. Caused you to take a step back. Caused you to look at the protesters. Caused you to look at how some people just don't get it. How some people are not responding. How some people are fighting. Behaving like they're supposed to. Racist thoughts being thrown at protesters. But you can't get discouraged. It just means it's going to take a little longer than many people thought. Or you understand it's going to be a long haul. That change doesn't happen overnight. So keep that in mind. That's number one. Number two. So an article today. Featuring Dr. Anthony Fauci, who said this COVID-19 pandemic is long from over. Hate to rain on your parade early, but after the uh, simply gorgeous day today in the Big Apple, gorgeous day. Just a reminder, keep those masks because you need them. More things opening, places in Long Island, Nassau and Suffolk County getting their second phase. That means outdoor restaurants are open. Keep your mask. Don't let it go. A couple of items I want to start with you tonight. First, we'll talk NBA mostly, but I want to throw this at you. Our Jeff Passan has been told by sources that the Major League Baseball Players Association has proposed an 89-game season and expanded playoffs. You can find the information on ESPN.com. Major League Baseball Players Association, 89 games with a full prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. It will bring the sides closer to a potential deal because it is 25 games fewer than the union's latest proposal of 114 games at full pro. But an MLB source familiar with the negotiations told ESPN's Carl Ravage, the proposal is a non-starter. <laughs> Remember, yesterday, MLB proposed a 76-game season that would cover up to 75% of players' prorated salaries. Then Joe Sherman in the Post had a later proposal that it would be 50%. In other words... I don't see baseball coming any closer, but I will say this. As long as there's communication, you got a chance. As long as there's communication, there's a possibility you will have baseball. The NBA is interesting. Okay. 
the NBA is fascinating to me because all this talk about what could happen this season with, you know, games starting at the end of July, going until October, and then possibly starting the season next season, December 1. I mean, that's not even, what, huh? <laughs> so you're going December 1st? Now, most people thought that, hey, NBA, Christmas Day, they have the big five-game bonanza on Christmas Day, December 25th, starting at noon and going all the way till almost midnight. All-day basketball. Wall-to-wall basketball. And now, hey, guess what? Using the excuse of this season, now we can do this all the time. We don't have to go battling football for the whole season. We can, you know, have a little battle with baseball at the end of the year. Well, that may not be the case. Because there's an approved plan for 22 of the 30 teams to go to Orlando, right? But now... If the season were to start December 1st, training camp opening on November 10th, that's less than two months of the final of the NBA, the last day of the NBA finals, potentially a game seven will be October 12th. Why? The Olympics? Really? Is that what's doing this? Is that the reason why they would potentially end early? Well, think about this. If the NBA used the same 177-day time frame to play out the regular season that it did this year, beginning on December 1st, the final day of the regular season would take place Wednesday, May 26th. Now, if the playoffs started the following Saturday, May 29th, and with the same 65 days that this year's playoffs were scheduled to, they would potentially end on Sunday, August 1st, which would be more than a week after the scheduled July 23rd start date at the Olympics. Summer Olympics. So would they move the Olympics for basketball? Nope. Could the NBA make the adjustment? Maybe. We understand that the NBA with what has to be over 100 international players, right? Over 100 international players who want to leave and play for their team. Now, maybe they could do what um, the NHL used to do. Okay, remember the NHL would take two weeks off for their season and let the players play in the Olympics and then come back and pick right up. However, in this scenario, this takes place smack dab in the middle of the postseason. You're not stopping the NBA postseason for the Olympics. So this is a fascinating situation here that the NBA is about to get themselves into. I want to get your thoughts on that. 1-800-919-3776. Also, your thoughts are you, as you hear this latest proposal from the Major League Baseball's Players Association, does that give you a little hope? Also on Twitter, our Twitter poll question, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, is about the Knicks. 
Now, many of you want either Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy as Knicks head coach. You've told me that on numerous occasions. However, according to published reports, these are the four candidates being considered. And Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy are not included. In your opinion, which of these choices would make the best head coach? Would it be the interim coach right now, Mike Miller? Would it be Tom Thibodeau, who many consider is the front runner? Would it be the former Nets boss, Kenny Atkinson, and former Nick assistant? And another person who's in the mix, which I was a little surprised at, is Mike Woodson. You remember Mike? He was the former head coach of the Knicks. He was the coach of the Knicks last over 50 win playoff appearance. Which of those would make the best head coach? And once again, I understand you want Mark Jackson. I understand you want Jeff Van Gundy. But according to this story, those two gentlemen are not being considered. The four that are being considered are listed. So when you respond at hardest to ESPN at ESPN and Y 98 underscore seven FM. Don't give me Mark Jackson. I understand you want it. Don't give me Jeff Van Gundy. I understand you want him. Unfortunately, you can't have him in this scenario. Okay. Because those are not the folks who they are right now considering according to published reports. And Anthony A responds immediately. Atkinson's an architect. Really gets the most out of point guards. Teams like Sacramento, <laughs> Walton ain't great. Bulls, Cavs could use to maximize young point guards. So I think he likes Kenny Atkinson. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Our poll question, many of you want either Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy as Knicks head coach. However, according to published reports, these are not among the four candidates being considered. In your opinion, which of these choices would make the best head coach? Would it be Mike Miller? Would it be Tom Thibodeau? Would it be Kenny Atkinson? Or would it be Mike Woodson? At Drake Bomber 22 says, with emphasis, you cannot, cannot in caps, Hire Atkinson. Period. Done. At Hudamat81, Kenny should have never been let go from the Nets. I guess he feels he should be with the Knicks. At Carlitos, at Carlitos Wu, salute Mr. Hardesty from Australia. Love me some Kenny Atkinson because he's a homegrown coach with a development mindset. Dad 6 needs to be Kenny Atkinson, built a culture. Tibbs concerns me with such a young roster and no star players. How do you weigh in? 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, as I mentioned, we'll give you some early poll numbers in a couple of minutes. Back to the phones we go. Sal is in Brooklyn. Sal, you're next on 98.7. Larry, good evening, my brother. Hoping all is well. All is great, Sal. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Real quick, those four names you threw out, how yes. about none? Honestly, none. <laughs> Been there, did that. Why go through the retread process? All you're doing is picking up old laundry. Either you go get Mark Jackson, either you go get Mark Jackson, forget that crap, he's not available, you go get him, 
even I don't want Van Gundy. Let him mm-hmm. stay on TV because he's going to come here and just ruffle feathers. He's another guy. Been there, did that. I loved him as a coach. Mm-hmm. He showed the grit jumping on Lonzo's leg. He did his thing, <laughs> but he left ugly, and he's going to come back. It's just not going to work out with him and, and, and the owner. So go get Mark or just go find new blood. Don't bring me these retreads, man. As bad as the Knicks have been, you're going to get another retread just to go with these kids to find another coach. Start fresh, man. There's got to be some good blood out there that you can go to. Just for me, Ben did, did that with these retreads. And uh, real quick with Gleyber Torres, mm-hmm. he'll be in the outfield before you know it. He's a better second baseman than shortstop. He's lucky he can hit. And I'm a Yankee fan, but he's lucky he can hit. That's all. He'll be out left field in no time. Trust me on that one, my brother. Have a great night, Larry. Always good to hear your program. Same here, Sal. Thanks for the phone call. I guess he's going to be out there with Anduar, huh? <laughs> That's funny. Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7. Good. How are you? I'm okay, Mike. How have you been? Larry, it's me. Okay. Well, enough said. What? I said enough said. I got it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, before I get to, I think, basketball, I don't even know what I wanted to talk about. When it comes to the Knicks head coaching uh, choice, I, you know, you want a Woodson, that is a bad way to go. I mean, I would prefer Mark Jackson and, you know, Dolan, I mean, if Dolan's going to overpay Phil, you know, if he's going to give Phil a stupid contract, then why not give Mark a stupid contract? I mean, at least by giving Jackson a stupid contract with lots of money, at least that has a shot of working out. But, uh, you know, to call Ackerman a, a retread, uh, you know, what What went wrong in Brooklyn? I mean, they, they were winning games. So, so I don't understand how – I would love for him if they don't – if they're going to go with Thibodeau and they're going to screw it up and they're going to miss out on two good guys. Because it's – and, you know, people call up your show, you know, Michael Kay's show, the Han show, and say, why does my team stink? Because this is why the teams stink. They hire the wrong coach. That's, that's the answer. They're going to screw up and hire somebody that's going to hire. But when it comes to basketball, if, if you're the NBA – yeah, the players are going to say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I, I'm hurt. You know, I can't go and you know go and show my country. I, you know, I'm, I'm damaged. I'm destroyed. You know, it, it makes me sad." No, it doesn't. Okay, let's be back. Let's go back to reality and let's refocus and let's examine. Let's realize, no, okay, the, the missing out on the, on, the, on the Olympics, it's okay. You'll you, you'll be fine. Trust me, you'll be fine. You'll you, you'll you'll overcome this. You, and remember the last thing. When it comes to being damaged, it's me. Me, me, me. All right, Mike. Thanks for checking in. It's uh, it's an interesting thing, though, because right now we've become accustomed to winning, sending the best we have over to represent the United States in the Olympics, right? And so you're looking at really a scenario where you're not going to have the best going over there. I mean, how could you? You're going to have a shortened season. And I know the guys have had time off, but you're going to have a shortened season. Then you're going to have a quick turnaround, then a full season with many games squeezed in. I mean, that why? Why, why would you do that? Unless you're going to tell me that we're not going to play the full 82-game schedule. 
okay, now if you're telling me we're not going to do the full 82-game schedule and we're going to do something else, then that's a whole other issue. But once again, and I knew it wasn't going to be popular. I knew it wasn't going to be even likely. But these are the things I meant when I said to you months ago that I would rather not have a season this season and start next season on time. Okay? Because I didn't want to mess up two seasons based on one problem with the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is what I was talking about. How now this season affects next season, which affects the Olympics. And I get players, I get there's players who want to play and I know there's players who don't want to play. But this is what I was concerned about. I mean, you're going back. You're going back to these three games and three games and four nights. I thought we were past that. But going into next season, I guess you won't be. You'll be doing that again. Just to fit things in for the Olympics. And believe me, I understand the importance of the Olympics. Financially, what it means. Financially for Team USA. The pride of playing for the United States. I get all that. I do. But that's why this is an example of how one season, not saying, you know what? We're just going to bite the bullet on this season, guys. We're just not doing it. Sorry, LeBron. I know you were close to getting another ring. I'm sorry. Sorry. COVID-19. Sorry, Giannis. Sorry. I know you were MVP last year. I know you got there. I know you're a better team. Your team is the best record this year. You guys are rolling. Rolling. Sorry. Toronto, I know you're showing off even though you don't have Kawhi Leonard. Got a great record in the East. Should do well in the postseason. Sorry. We're just not. I'm sorry. We're not doing it. Doc, brilliant. Doc Rivers, brilliant. How you got Paul George, Paul George and the Claw, who many consider the best defensive player in the NBA. Some consider the best player in the NBA. And yeah, I know you guys are ready for a title. Sorry, we're shutting it down. Guys, we're losing money anyway. We just have to take that L. Rather than to affect two seasons just to be able to say that we finished this one. With all the ramifications of a new contract and, you know, all all the stuff. This is what we're doing. I don't know. I don't know. Let's give you some early poll numbers on our poll question. Which of these choices would make the best Nick head coach? Would it be Mike Miller, Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, or Mike Woodson? Mike Miller, the interim coach, getting 6% of the vote. So 6% of the people like Mike Miller. Done a decent job. He's done a decent job. And there are folks who indicate that at somehow, at some point, he'll have a role, if he wants, he'll have a role on the new coaching staff. 
Mike Woodson, 11.9% for Mike. Tom Thibodeau, 34%. Kenny Atkinson, just under 48%. So most of you like Kenny Atkinson to be the next Nick head coach of the four listed. Once again, I know many of you and many of you have responded to me on Twitter saying, <laughs> we want Mark Jackson. I got it. I know you do. But as I said in the poll question, he's not among the four candidates being considered according to this report in the New York Post. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Poll question. Many of you want either Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy as Nick head coach, but according to published reports, these are the four candidates being considered. Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, now on the list. In your opinion, which of these choices would make the best head coach? Would it be Mike Miller, Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, or Mike Woodson? At NYC, Johnny Blaze says, if Dolan is still the owner, it doesn't matter who they hire. If I have to choose from your list, it's Atkinson. If you're going to use a retread, Van Gundy, I would like Mark Jackson. I know, but you can't have those. They're not. Listed oh, among the four. At Peter Love one twenty four, Larry, I like all four, but I hope, but I hope nearly, I, but I hope nearly think Mike Miller would be the best choice. Miller comes with no expectations, hence the fans will put pressure on them to be automatic winners like this, and may expect using Van Gundy or Tips. I also think Woodson would be good too. So he likes all four of them. How would you like it? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Trey, you're next on ninety eight seven. What's going on, Larry? How are you, my friend? Uh, I was doing good until I heard our friend ain't doing too well, man. So first and foremost, you know, shout out to Bruce, man. You know what I'm saying? We're thinking about you. We're gonna lift you up with prayers and hugs and love tonight, brother. Wish you very well wishes and you get back on this airwave soon. We need you. Absolutely. We need you. Absolutely. So yeah, I just wanted to say that first. I I was just happy that he thought about us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Larry, come on. I mean, th- this is what your show does, Larry. I remember a year, about, about a year. I remember about a year and a half ago, Larry. I think you had a day show, and I called you. I was taking orders in my kitchen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then I think yeah. the, the call, the caller right after me was like, "Man, I didn't know we was Food Network too." Like, yeah, man, this is what this is what we do. This so you attract us, Larry. This is what this is what this is. So this is your fault. Okay, no, no, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, my friend. That's, that's what I'm here up, for. Man. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you and all your hard work and staff. All right, so let's go to work, Larry. All right, let's do it. Let's uh, begin with a shout-out for the YCS Institute for Children's and Infants Mental Health over in Jersey. Mm. Uh, okay. You know, so much from COVID-19, no school, no friends, uh, you know, just seeing the different things that go on in the community. They, the staff there is doing a tremendous job. So we shout them out tonight here on ESPN New York tonight. All right. Sounds good. I want to do tonight. We're going to go. We're going to take it up to Hudson a little bit, man. We're going to go to Sleepy Hollow up there, Terrytown. Okay. All right. We're going to go up there to Phelps Hospital. They're doing great work up there. Um, 
a really nice, a really nice hospital, man. They like, I, like I said, we're gonna lift them up tonight. Let them know we're thinking about them. I know you got some listeners up that way, so we want to definitely get the word out that we are thinking about them. And you know, and and shout out to all, all the first responders out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you guys are doing great work. It's not over because it's getting hot, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's it looks like it's gonna get worse because where I am down here. It's not not exactly where I am, but the major cities where you have, like I said, where you have a lot of people that's, you know, that 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 the living situations aren't, you know, the greatest in the world. Man, you might have five or six, seven people living in an apartment. You know, this yeah. is this is real life. So this is how it goes, and you know, people got to do what they got to do. But with that comes a, a higher risk. So that's where it's starting to spread at. So we, you know, shout out to all those first responders that are keeping us safe, and uh, we want to just let them know we're thinking about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And keep up the great work, y'all. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Here, here on that. Um, tonight, tonight we are going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Larry, you ready? Hey, I'm ready. Kira Lewis. Hmm. Okay. Um, he's a good guard. Um, six three, got about a six six wingspan. So, okay. not the tallest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Um. But he's a good finisher, Larry. He's so funky with the ball, man. Really good ball handler. He's not going to break you down, you know what I mean? Like, you know, break your ankles or do you, but he will make you look silly in front of your loved ones because okay. he's just going to take you. He's, he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got a Rod Strickland to his game where he, oh. he's just going to take you to the basket. He's going to oh, take you to the basket. Like, yeah, I'm not, you know how Rod just had yes. a supreme confidence when he was going yes. to the basket. Like, you're not stopping me. And I'm not That's the biggest right. man out here, but you're mm-hmm. not stopping me. Yep. So – um, he, he'll put you in the mind frame of that, uh, defensively, uh, his IQ is good. I want to, I want to see him, I just want to see him get, you know, maybe get a little stronger because mm-hmm. he's not going to, cause I don't think he'll be able to guard a lot of twos, Okay, you know, the Clay Thompson's and the, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, those, those bigger guards, you know, he might have yeah. some problems. He's only six, three, you know what I'm saying? How, how and then would he do a, defending like a Steph Curry? Uh, his lateral movement is good. Um, and you definitely gonna need lateral movement with Steph. <laughs> you need, and and, and yeah. breaks. <laughs> oh dear God! And prayer. <laughs> Bring a Bible with you. He's gonna make you look foolish. He's gonna make you look foolish. Uh, I think he do okay. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I like is he's a scoring point guard. He can put it on the floor and he can shoot. Okay. And his balance on his jump shot is absolutely amazing. It's flawless. Wow. It's, it's flawless. His balance is 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 beautiful to watch. He can stroke it. And he's not okay. afraid to take you out deep. He'll take you out there to them shark infested waters out there, out there in Curry Town. He'll take you out there. Hmm. Um, uh, I like his hesitation. Um, let me see what else did I like about his game. His left to right is good. He hmm. mostly shoots off his, uh, like the hop and catch, and his uh, he's got nice technique. His technique is good. But uh, other than that, Larry, I think he's a good guard. I don't know if he would fit with the Knicks. Okay. But he's a he's a very talented guard. I see him playing a long time in this league because especially the way that the, the way the league is going with a guard like him put you in the mind mm-hmm. frame of like a maybe a Dennis Schroeder a little bit. Okay. But I think he's more athletic than him, and he's a way better shooter. Yeah, way better shooter. He can stroke it if 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 need be. He can stroke it. And as far as this coaching thing goes, Larry with the Knicks, mm-hmm. yes. um, of course, JVG, Mark Jackson. That's sexy, right? That's the that's the Playboy cover, right? But that mm-hmm. as, as as close as we're getting to that, I don't see that happening, Larry. For no, real, I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't see it. I don't. I just don't see it. If if, if you're going to get anybody, it's probably going to be Kenny Atkinson or Tibbs. Right. And of the two, and which would you prefer? 
I would probably prefer uh, Kenny Atkinson because of the, the age of the team. And okay. you know what I mean? And, and the youth, and he's really good at, at developing youth. Mm-hmm. So I would I would trust him to develop young players, Mitchell Robinson, a po- the, the point guard that we're going to bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tibbs for a veteran team. Mike Woodson, a veteran team. You know, those are veteran team coaches. And that's okay. That doesn't that doesn't disparage them. You know, that doesn't right. make them bad coaches. They're right. just situational coaches for situational players. We need somebody that's going to develop our young guys, that's going to instill defensive integrity, and also that that we're not that we're not going to keep losing at home. We got to start yeah. defending the garden, man. No more all these high priced players coming in here thinking that they go get fifty and do what they do because they because they know it looks pretty in the garden. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we got to start defending the garden, man. And I think Kenny Atkinson would help usher in like that new wave of defensive intensity for the New York Knicks. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I like Atkinson though. I hear you. I know you do, and, and apparently people in the poll do as well. Thanks for checking <laughs> in, my friend. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. We'll talk again. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And that's what's fascinating to me, to be honest with you. Because and listen, you can look at it and analyze it any way you want. But Kenny Atkinson just got let go in the middle of the season for a Nets team. That's a playoff team. I mean, that doesn't disturb you? That doesn't make you wonder why something would happen like that? And yet you're ready to hand the keys over to him immediately for your team? I mean, once again, I respect what Kenny Atkinson has done. He's an excellent coach. So what he did with the Nets last season. Took a team that nobody expected to do anything. Nobody. Did a great job with D'Angelo Russell. Led them to the postseason. A great job. But he was let go in the middle of the season of a team that's the seventh seed in the playoffs that had injuries. I mean, you could say, all right, well, look, he, uh, look, the team wasn't good. Look, they should have been better. They went out and spent money for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. No Durant, which they knew, and Kyrie was out multiple times. So you could argue that for them to be the sixth or seventh seed, they did okay. You could argue that. They did okay. But yet on our poll, a lot of you like him and like what he did with the Nets and think he can do the same thing here. Does he have the same team that he had in Brooklyn? I don't think so. 